0: You're listening to Way to Live, the holistic well being podcast. Typically, I release an episode every week about different topics of well being. But for the entire month of September, I've been hosting a special edition of podcast episodes focused specifically on workplace wellness. The workplace and our health and wellness are my specialties. So, I partnered up with my business consultancy, Good Business Design, to share how work plays a key role in our health and affects our overall well being. If you've been keeping up with the most recent episodes, welcome back. If you're new to this podcast series, a very warm welcome to the Workplace Series, a brave new workforce in association with good business design. So far, I've explored topics within the ecosystem of work, like society's impact on work today, our personal relationship with work, work work-life balance, and the magic behind high-performance teams. Today, I'll be discussing leadership's role in our occupational health, and next week, Will be the final episode where i will wrap up this series talking about workplace culture and its effect on our well-being if you're interested in this podcast series focused on the workplace you might also like good business designs workplace quarterly which is my business's quarterly magazine publication sharing insight into all things work design human, and business. Subscribe to our magazine to learn how business performance and the workplace are being impacted by current events, trends, disruptive processes, human behavior, and culture. You can find leading industry expert interviews, articles, research, data, graphics, and editorial photographs related to the workplace. The magazine is for business leaders, designers, researchers, strategists, creatives, and really anyone who is eager to learn and enhance their understanding of today's landscape at work. You can subscribe to the magazine by visiting www goodbusinessdesign.com forward slash subscribe. You're listening to part four of the workplace series, a brave new workforce in association with good business design. So what makes a great leader? Everyone wants to know this, right? You've got to have a clear vision, be innovative and extraordinary, take risks, consistency is key, be honest, have integrity, set a good example. You can query this in a Google search and find millions of quotes and articles, but there isn't nearly as much content on how company leaders affect our well being at work. How are leaders treating your employees? Do they think about the human element to teamwork and operational workflows? Do you even have the right leadership style in place on your executive team, directing departments, managing teams, or processes? The type of people who are in these roles are the face of your company and affect your brand reputation internally and with clients and partners. But they also directly show employees what kind of leader your company would promote and what kind of leader they should grow into. Everyone has the opportunity to be a leader Each and every person has unique skill sets, personalities, and characteristics that would land them a viable position, leading businesses, programs, people, systems, processes, tasks, or events. And this is where understanding people's strengths comes into play because one wrong leader can affect the entire culture of an organization for example if you transitioned someone into a leadership role who is really good at their job completing tasks and projects on a stellar level this doesn't necessarily mean that they will also be great at leading a team of co-workers which necessitates being more people-oriented, having empathy, and being more human. There's a vast array of personality tests and theories out there, but the most popular ones are Myers-Briggs 16 personalities and DISCS four personality types. For the sake of time, we will use DISC as our example to explore leadership styles. So let's dive into the DISC personalities. D stands for dominance, typically represented by the color red. These types of people are direct, strong-willed, and results-oriented. I is for influence, typically represented by the color yellow. These types of people are very social, outgoing, enthusiastic, and engaging. S is for steadiness, typically represented by the color green. These types of people are easygoing, supportive, and diplomatic. C is for compliance, usually represented by the color blue. These types of people are analytical, reserved, and calculating. In regards to leadership, I call D personalities, the determined doer, I personalities, the enthusiastic influencer, S personalities, the introspective leader, and C personalities, the organized manager. Each personality type does better in a specific leadership role that supports who they are as an individual. Earlier, I mentioned leaders who lead businesses, programs, people, systems, processes, tasks, and events. If we think of this idea in the perspective of each personality type, you'll see how certain personalities will perform better depending on their role. For example, determined doers do really well leading businesses in tasks. They are visionaries, all about the big picture, but not necessarily the details. They will focus primarily on results and output by delegating tasks to achieve their goals. However, if a determined doer is leading a team of people, get ready to work tirelessly to achieve the goals set out by their red counterparts. These extroverted personality types may sometimes be too overbearing and should practice letting others speak their mind. Um, If they are too dominant, they could miss insightful knowledge their team wants to share. Reds should also remember it's not always just business. Work is done by humans with personal lives and feelings. Reds should take the time to integrate the human factor into their team's day to day. Determined doers may have a negative effect on their team's mental, emotional health and happiness if they prioritize business over relationships. They could risk employees feeling undervalued, insecure, Unimportant and just burnt out. Businesses with red personality leaders will absolutely see high performance results, but could see even higher results if they integrate people's health and well being into their mindset and culture. Enthusiastic influencers do well with anything that is people oriented like inspiring teams planning events and socializing at networking opportunities to bring in business if the enthusiastic influencer is leading a team be prepared for a highly outgoing friendly and sympathetic boss the yellow personality type enjoys creating a fun social circle. In a workplace environment, they prefer to use the word friends versus coworkers when describing their professional relationships. When yellows are in charge, people will be engaged, but it's important for yellows not to lose sight of the business tasks at hand so their team can continue to work towards their goals. Yellows are great at fostering a democratic culture because they themselves oppose hierarchy and strict regimentation. They highly enjoy the human factor in teamwork and getting to know their peers on a personal level. They may sometimes seem scatterbrained because they find it difficult to focus and keep up on project details. If they are able to assign that task to someone else, the enthusiastic influencer will shine as they explore new innovations and boost company morale. Enthusiastic influencers are natural socialites and enjoy personal relationships in a professional setting. So this makes them really good at making sure their team is healthy and happy at work. Introspective leaders perform well leading businesses and people. They often reflect on existing realities through various human perspectives to improve upon them and make everything an ideal experience. If the introspective leader is guiding a team, facilitating a positive experience and productive engagement will be at the forefront. The green personality type really enjoys working with others. In a workplace environment, they want to cultivate culture and bond with their peers. Teams with a green leader will see high performance synergy, because. They realize a project will not nearly be as successful if their teammates do not get along well and connect on a deeper level. Greens have a great way of instilling trust and empathy throughout a project. Their open communication policy often enables shared understanding, project alignment and high performance. To maintain their team's energy and avoid burnout, the introspective leader initiates activities that balance work, play, and creativity. However, greens do have a tendency to take it all on no matter how busy they are. So they should learn that it's okay to delegate tasks to others so that they can continue to drive the ship. Introspective leaders typically have a positive impact on culture and employee well-being because of their empathetic and reflective nature. Organized managers are great at managing systems, processes, and tasks. Their analytical nature helps them see flaws in these business procedures they love diving into the details. However, with the organized manager as the leader of a team, the focus will primarily be on process and output. The blue personality type enjoys tasks and the details within each task. In a workplace environment, it's all business for these folks. Teams with a blue leader will see high project results because they are great at managing their time and projects. However, they are often aloof and not very in tune with their emotions. So peers will perceive them with a lack of empathy, which is troubling when they are put into a leadership position managing teams. They will need to work on building a more humanistic approach to teamwork if they want to bond with their team, build team culture, and earn the trust and empathy of their teammates. Organized managers will need to be cautious about their effect on their team's mental, emotional health, and happiness because they do have a tendency to prioritize business over relationships. They could risk employees feeling undervalued, insecure, unimportant, and burnt out. Businesses with blue personality leaders will see high performance results, but could see even higher results if they integrate people's health and well being into their mindset and overall culture. So, there you have it the disc personality types broken down into leadership styles and how each type of leader might be affecting your health and well-being at work. With that being said, nobody is perfect and no one test can predict how someone will truly behave. In fact, many people might share two personality traits nearly equally. And depending on their environment, one personality trait might overpower a secondary one. The key for organizations is to understand who you have in a leadership role, what they are leading or managing, why they were selected, and how they perform in that role. Aim to align people's personalities with the role they are in Because one bad leader could really ruin the workplace experience for others, causing employees to jump ship and add to high turnover rates. Now that I've talked a bit about personality types, let's revisit a concept I established at the beginning of this workplace podcast series. Occupational health is focused on how our work affects our health. Using Maslow's hierarchy of needs, our basic job needs are in order of importance, money, job security, sense of belonging, feeling important, and finally loving what you do, and having the freedom and flexibility to do what you want whenever and however. Occupational health affects our finances, mental and emotional well-being, and overall happiness. The more happy that employees are with their jobs, the more productive and inspired they are to make an impact that they will be. which also helps make a business more successful. Perhaps you're making good money and you have job security and you like what you do, but you don't feel like you belong to the company culture or the work community, or you feel like your work isn't important, or you don't have freedom and flexibility at work. This could all be because of how a leader leads and makes you feel at work. To facilitate a sense of community while working from home or from a distance, leaders should try initiating team-based or company-wide use of online communication tools like Slack, Microsoft Teams, Workplace by Facebook, Blogin, or any Atlassian products. Leaders should also try hosting a variety of virtual activities to replace those fun culture events that used to happen in the office. Take your shot at virtual happy hour, game night, office trivia, morning coffee catch-ups, lunch dates. Or yoga and meditation classes. People miss people, and employees are looking to their leaders to create these fun, bonding moments even while we're all working from home. If you feel like your work isn't viewed as important by your manager or boss, try demonstrating your value and skill set to your teammates, manager, and company executives. You can do this by integrating into their bottom line. Help make your business money by either bringing in income or cutting down on expenses. A company measures its ROI on you, so you should measure the ROI on yourself as well. Focus on how much money you bring in. How productive are you? All the goals you've achieved and the activities that use your time, skills, and resources most effectively to connect back to the bottom line. You should also get smart and learn the business. Too many people don't understand the basic operation Of their companies familiarize yourself with the organizational chart finances reporting structures and just overall processes you may just discover an idea to do it better which you should of course pitch to your boss or company executives be an innovator Anyone who is constantly bringing new ideas and innovations to teams or leadership will be hard to get rid of. They want those people at their company, so they will do their best to keep you or they will regret losing you. Lastly, don't be afraid to praise yourself. Be confident but humble. Don't be a conceited narcissist. However, you are your only salesperson, remember that. Don't be afraid to constantly show your value, put your best foot forward and share how you brought value to a project, team or company culture. If you're in a leadership role, be mindful of everyone's contribution to a project Call it out. Be loud and proud of your team. Recognize your teammates' efforts. That alone will gain their respect and trust of you and improve their happiness at work. If you don't have freedom and flexibility at work, it's probably because of the culture and or your boss work-life balance is a really important aspect to our overall health and well-being. If you don't have permission to leave early to pick up your kids from school, or the flexibility to work earlier in the day versus later at night, your company could be missing out on really high quality employee candidates. Leaders should remind themselves that at the end of the day, we are all human, with lives outside of our work with additional responsibilities and demands. So if you're feeling like you don't belong to the company culture or work community, or you feel like your work isn't important, or you don't have freedom and flexibility, start paying attention to how your boss might be impacting your relationship with work. With great power comes great responsibility. As a leader, you affect so many lives on a daily basis. It's on you whether it's a positive experience or not. Yes, business results are important, but you're also responsible for people's health, well-being, happiness, if they feel important, if they feel like they belong, if they are able to be there for their family. Over and over again, you affect one person's relationship with their body, mind, spirit, teammates, coworkers, family, friends, and the community. Leadership is not just a title it's action and example it's empathetic and performative it inspires and empowers the next generation of leaders if a leader is only focused on a project or results they're missing the fundamental human aspect to business and vice versa if a leader is only focused on team socializing hour, or culture building, they might miss key business objectives. It's safe to say that balance is key when it comes to great leaders. It's good to consider human feelings and project status, and it's also good to drive a positive culture and effective results. Leaders have the power to impact the bottom line. There's no doubt about that. They also affect the quality of work, employee engagement, and employee retention rates. All in all, leaders are responsible for setting the tone for workplace culture. And that's what I'll be exploring next week. The final episode of the Workplace series, A Brave New Workforce, will be all about an organization's culture. So stay tuned. It will be a strong ending to this Workplace podcast series. As mentioned before, if you're interested in this podcast series, focus on the workplace. You might also like Good Business Designs Workplace Quarterly which is my business's quarterly magazine, sharing insight into all things work, design, human, and business. You can subscribe to the magazine by visiting www.goodbusinessdesign.com forward slash subscribe. I'm your host, Chelsea Connolly, signing off and wishing you a healthier and happier way to live.